from tonight at the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 208, The Suntaran Experiment. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we blow up the Epcot Center is <laughs> my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, John. Nice to nice to see you. The past two weeks have been the longest six months of my life. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, sounds pretty accurate. Yep. Coming off our two-week break, I feel pretty good. Um, good? It was weird not recording last week, I will say that, Very. but a needed break for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, how are you? Um, doing pretty good, doing pretty good, kind of, you know, switching between, you know, focusing on the, the wonderful things around me and then then looking beyond that and going, what the flip is going on? <laughs> yes. um, but I feel like that is something I've done pretty much epi- every episode of the past almost seven months now. So yep. nothing else is new. God willing, in in four weeks, at least some of this madness might be put to rest. Who knows? It might even be more mad. I, folks, just go vote. <sighs> Register just vote. to vote. vote. <laughs> Register um, to vote, please. Yes, please. We'll we'll make a jingle later. We will, and we can do that, Taylor, because uh, things that are making me happy this week. Do tell. We're back on the board, people. Yes. We're back in action. Just got the new board in, I'd say, five hours ago? If if that, yeah. That sounds about, no, five hours ago is too long, but you get the, it was at 5 p.m., so three hours ago, maybe. Man, this is, we are, we are christening the new board. Yeah, this is it. All the Podcastica sounds are loaded in on the new board. This is the first recording on the brand new board. That's Same fantastic. as the old board, but it works. So you know, you know what though? That means that episode two hundred seven is a rarity because I had to do some of the sound effects myself. That is true. That nah. is very true. And I, I, I mean, I enjoyed them. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed them. But we're I back. Hope so we're back with the. Uh, the sound effects we have in a different order. So hopefully I don't hit anything wrong here. I just oh, loaded wrong. them in as I found them. Oh boy. But they kind of pair up nicely, I think. So I yeah, so. we got the board back. I'm excited about that. Trying to think if there's anything else that is um, overly exciting that is going on right now. And um, nope, that's it. That's all I can <laughs> think of. It's a big one, though, because, you know, we have Pincroft Loft, so. Indeed. What about you, Taylor? Taylor, I'm excited for what's making you happy maybe the past two weeks. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, 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 will, I will say this. What is making me happy, um, and I don't, I don't know that you can quite hear this little rolling sound in the background because there is a 3D printer running next to me, mm-hmm. um, but last uh, Tuesday evening, uh, we uh, welcomed two little, at that time, 10-week-old sister kittens into our lives, into our home. Um, boy, I'd forgotten just what a 
properly used litter box smells like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we have we have welcomed home uh, Tippy and Olivia. Uh, Tippy is a, a dark tortoiseshell kitty. Uh, Olivia is black and white. Um, they are adorable. Um, they are super cute. Uh, if you look at my Twitter, uh, specifically from today, uh, you will see some pictures of them. Uh, you will undoubtedly see more as time goes on also on my Instagram. Um, but yes, uh, we, we honestly, as a family, Oh, and actually Olivia just walked past me. They are not really all that talkative just naturally. They're more kind of just running around and exploring, um, but yes, I am. I am literally watching them right now. Kind of now that they've got some dinner in them, poking their noses Just into pretty around. much everything. Still trying to figure right it now. out. Well, we only, you know, we kept them back in our bedroom for uh, what Tuesday through Saturday. Saturday we kind of like oh, opened wow. up a little bit, yeah. And then yesterday we kind of opened up the rest of the house, basically. They haven't really gone much past the kitchen at this point. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'm literally <laughs> watching these two kind of slink around Amber's desk right now. And um, they are adorable and sweet and their claws are sharp and hoo boy. Um, but man, we, we are happy. We just, we, we couldn't wait any longer. We felt the emptiness of not having pets in our lives. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think I think we made a wonderful addition uh, to the family. So yeah, yeah. As soon as I was like, "Oh, they're they're the new cats," <laughs> yeah. I was waiting because I think you told me it'd be, it'd be maybe you didn't know how long it would be. Well, yeah, and there 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 was at least one uh, local rescue group uh, in our area who um, said, "Hey, look, for the month of October, we are not." adopting out any black white or orange cats Um, why is that halloween oh yes i forgot about that yeah yeah and and we were like oh man this well we we might just have to settle for waiting until november i guess um and then honestly got uh got connected with um a foster mom who actually is here in livermore and I'm not joking you, uh, last Monday evening had a Zoom call Cute. with these kitties, uh, which we piped into our TV. So we got to see them all nice and big. Um, and yeah, like just in short order, you know, did the paperwork that evening. Uh, picked, you know, Amber went and picked them up on a Tuesday afternoon after we were all done with work and school. And the rest, as they say, is history. Cute. Love it. So, Trust me, once they start making some noise, I'm sure you guys will will hear them more on episodes. I'm surprised because I feel like, well, you know what? I I don't think I've been around enough cats to, I mean, we lived with three cats for the better part of a year when we were, when Mm -hmm. I first moved down here. So, but I'm surprised they're not talkative. Well, I, you know, one, one of them was a little bit this morning, uh, Olivia's the more shy one and, and Tippy had kind of come out here, um, and into the kitchen to kind of explore. And Amber and I were both sitting at our desks and we just hear this, this little weak mew, mew from the other room. And we're like, Oh my God, is that Olivia? And it, I, I think it was basically like a, Hey, come back. Where'd you go? <laughs> it's a scary world out there. Yeah. It's, it's super cute. 
Super cute. Uh, um, I want another I can, dog. <laughs> I can I can see them reflected in the refrigerator as they are like I think looking at their reflections in the oven. Oh my god! <laughs> this is now just cat cast. Just there we go. Monitor. Let us know. Give us updates in between. Absolutely. In between I know. Everything. I'm, I'm, good heavens! It's going to be tough to go. You know, two weeks. Who knows how much I'm going to have to update? I know. They're 11 weeks now and 13 weeks. Oh, goodness. Um, sometime, sometime I'll just start calling it by month. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I um, I mean, we have Henson, and he he's the best. And I, I'm like, you know, he could use a little friend. <laughs> another little dog. Look at this dog. Look at that dog. We could... You get another dot, no, but I don't. I don't know if that'll happen anytime soon. We'll we'll see. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough to tell, especially you know with everything else going on. Although I will say, I, we apparently have a six and a half foot tall cat tree coming that I'm going to have to help assemble. So nice, six and a half foot. Whoa, I don't know. it's a big one. Yeah, I mean, I guess enough room for both of them. I, you know what, trying to think of where we're going to put it, we might just have to hang Christmas lights on it this year and just be like, well, that's our Christmas tree. That's the tree. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, sounds good to me. Well, thinking of what kitties will do to an actual Christmas tree. Yeah, this might just be a better choice. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. All right. Let's get into this who news before we talk about the Suntarn experiment. Yeah, definitely. Well, here, this this first story just kind of tripped me out because I could not believe it when I read it. Um, a couple of Australian scientists have discovered a 450-million-year-old fossil. Um, and so, so they got to name it uh, of an extinct <clears throat> marine animal, a trilobite. Um, and so they, they named it after Tom Baker. Amazing. It is the, and I'm going to, I am going to butcher this despite the fact that I took Latin in high school, the Gravicalamine Bakeri. I think that, that just looking at it, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, fantastic. They actually say it even looks, this little trilobite even looks a little bit like the doctor when wearing his famous scarf. Um, so, <laughs> sure, why not? And apparently, I, I, I didn't link the story, but I did see that Tom Baker actually, you know, heard this news and he's delighted. Oh, I bet. By it. He just thinks it's the coolest thing. Also, this picture of them is amazing. <laughs> right. It is. I love it. It's so fantastic. great. So great. I have I have I have cats at my feet right now. Yes. <laughs> um so there is now also a story out courtesy of James Goss, as the uh, uh, revealing the origins of the Kotora. I still think that's how it's pronounced. This is our Time Lord Victorious monster. Yes. Um, so we, we have uh, the dawn of the Kotora. Uh, it was released as part of the Time Lord Victorious multi-platform Doctor Who story told across all sorts of stuff. Um, and so if you get the official Doctor Who email newsletter, you get a preview link to it um the story was released on september 23rd yes it has been that long since we've recorded um yep and um i won't i won't spoil anything if you're really interested in finding out more about them uh you can follow the link in the show notes go and read the story which i have not 
really had a chance to do yet because oh, 2020 apparently keeps me busy. Kids yeah. keep me busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say the design of the the Cothera is pretty cool. Yeah. I really like it. They are um, like appropriately spooky. They're ominous. You know yes. what? That's, that's, that's what it is. Yes. They're very ominous looking. Um, so, John, do you, you remember how we still have one of the two Peter Cushing yes. uh, movies to review? Yes, um, and how I went ahead and like got like the only DVD I could find of it and how it kind of looks a little kind of homemade. Yes. Ish. Yes. Yeah. Well, if I had just held my jets and waited, I don't know, a year and a half, That's two a years, year however long it's been. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, apparently they're now both available on Blu-ray. Oh, look at these, this cover art here. Yes. We still need to watch Dalek's Invasion of Earth, right? The 2150, yes. Yeah, 2150 AD. Yeah, uh, we do, which has got um, uh, Wilf. Oh, yeah, Wilf's in that, yep. Young Bernard Cribbins yes. in it. I couldn't think of his name for a minute. Um, but yes, um, and, and yeah, the artwork is amazing. And, and not only that, but it specifically says there are now available on Blu-ray in America with brand new audio commentaries from Mark Gatiss, Rob Shearman, and Kim Newman. Perfect. And I'm like, I clearly bought too early. <laughs> like, oh, God well. Dang it. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always Christmas, right? It happens. It does. It happens. It does. Uh, well, lastly tonight, uh, Frank Windsor, whose name you may not recognize right off the top of your head, but he was in both The King's Demons, and he played, uh, you and I would probably remember him best, as uh, the police inspector in Ghostlight. Yes! He has passed away at the age of 92. Oh, he was great in Ghostlight. He really was. Uh. And I didn't even realize that that was him in The King's Demons. No, that's crazy. I know. I didn't realize he'd been in two stories. Um, but yes, um, great, great roles in both um, a long and storied uh, television and film. Yes. Uh, and radio uh, actor. So uh, Godspeed to you, Frank Windsor. Absolutely. Um, this week's Big Finish freebie, for those of you guys who are, are Big Finish aficionados, aficionados, I'm uh, trying to make that a pun, and it's Phoenician, not working. You see, you see where I'm going with that? I do, I do. Okay, okay. It's it's a Miss Marple story. I didn't even realize that they did, oh. like, uh, Agatha Christie mystery big finish. Didn't even realize that was a thing, but apparently it is. Interesting. And and you could you could get a freebie and check it out. Mm. And maybe, maybe dive into a whole other big finish rabbit hole. Maybe. Um, and, and then not... Not only that, but uh, the virtual New York City Comic Con Doctor Who panel is happening this Thursday, October 8th. Yes. And I think depending on what happens during that panel, I mean, we might have to record a mini episode. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I fully anticipate a mini episode might have to happen. Thank you, Dishwasher. Scaring the cats back into the bedroom. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, because I would not be surprised if we at least get some... Give me a trailer. Uh, Give me something. Yeah, something for the holiday special. 
Um, I did see now I'm, I'm going to totally lump this into the rumor category. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see something via the uh, Doctor Who production news Twitter account. Um, it is a fan run account. Actually, yes. I think it's an American who runs it too, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're in Michigan somewhere. Um, this morning saying that somebody had tweeted out that they had seen Doctor Who filming last night. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't have any more information than that. Um, It's exciting. I hope that maybe at least a little bit of of production has started. Yeah. Um, But I, I literally don't know anything more than that. So I'm hesitant to be like, oh, hey, this is a thing. It's happening. But yeah. I, obviously, I am keeping my uh, my tabs on that account because they are usually really good about uh, tracking stuff down and yes, either uh, proving or disproving. Yes, they are. Stuff. So. Interesting. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah. see what we'll see what news comes out of that Doctor Who panel. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we've got something good as it is Thursday, the eighth that evening. I personally will be watching the last three episodes of the next story we're going to review, but we will get to that. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I'm excited for that next one. But this week we watched the Centaurin experiment starring Tom Baker as the doctor. Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith. Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan and Kevin Lindsay as Field Marshal Steyer. It was written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, and it was directed by Rodney Bennett. It first aired February 22nd and March 1st, 1975, and is the third story of season 12. And we have a decent amount of story notes from the fine <laughs> folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Yes, indeed. And, and strangely enough... Uh, Rodney Bennett also directed the last story we reviewed. Oh. When I was doing the show notes and it's like, oh, who directed? Is it? Oh, I don't need to change that note. Okay, cool. Excellent. Excellent indeed. Oh, you know what? Speaking of the last story we did, Mask of Mandragora, mm-hmm. I, we had talked about this NES video game. Yes. Let me talk about this real quick. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it quick since we've started to dive into this. But so there was an NES game um, called, what was it called? It was called uh, Solstice Quest for the Staff of Demnos. Yes. And so with a little bit of Google searching, you can figure out who worked on the game, right? Mm-hmm. What studio did it and everything. Now, the studio has since been you know, gobbled up by bigger studios a couple times over, but it used to be in Manchester, England. Uh huh. Okay. So already you've got people working on it who have probably been exposed to Dr. Who. Yes. Through a little bit more Google searching <clears throat> and Facebook searching. Um, I found one of the guys who worked on the game. He now lives down in Australia and I reached out to him on messenger. I said, Hey, I'm sorry to bug you. But, you know, here's <laughs> here's this backstory. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out if for some reason you guys were influenced by Doctor Who with some of these names that I see popping up in this game that you work on. And the guy was totally nice. Yes, I read Got the, back saw the me. conversation. Yeah, yeah, I shared that with you. Um, and he was basically like, you know what? The guy who would who would have named it 
um, is, is, I mean, there's like a three person team that worked on this game. It's like, it's like, here's this other guy. He's like, I haven't been in contact with him in forever. Um, so I can't say for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he watched Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I did reach out to one other guy who basically owned the company back then. I, I did not hear back from him. So um, as as best that I can say, it, it's, it's a fair likelihood um, that some of the rather Doctor Who-esque names that we have in that video game were probably inspired by this one guy's enjoyment of Doctor Who. Love it. Yeah. That is the level of research I enjoy doing sometimes <laughs> yeah. because I'm a sick, sick monkey. Hey, it, it was uh, when you sent me that message, I went, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, and that's the kind of thing. It's just like, oh, well, now I've got this mystery in my head and I want to try and solve it. Yeah. So I'm going to try and solve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, let's get back to the Santaran, Santaran experiment. Uh, this is the shortest story of the 70s. Huh. It was the first two-part serial to be broadcast since 1965's The Rescue, and it is the last to be broadcast until that Harlequin-esque Black Orchid of 1982. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And we like a good working title on Podcastica. The we do. working title for this story was The Destructors. Mm. Eh. I mean, that would have at least, um, you know, the reveal would have been better. Yeah, you wouldn't have necessarily expected Santarans until yeah. you saw them. That's yes. true. That's true. Um, so during shooting of this episode, uh, Tom Baker broke his collarbone. Whoa. Yeah. However, because part of his costume was a large scarf, he could conceal the neck brace he had to wear following the injury. Uh, for a- action scenes, he was doubled by his regular stunt performer, Terry Walsh, and shot several face-concealing angles. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Now that you have put this note in here, I go, oh, okay. And I also <laughs> wonder if it if they did just say, eh, let's make this shorter, the story shorter, because Tom's hurt. Uh, no, if I'm not mistaken, um, there was originally a six-parter uh, planned, but the producer at the time was like, look, nobody likes six-parter stories anymore. <laughs> We're Who was the up. producer? Me. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I boy, I'd have to go and look real quick. Um, but it was like, no, we're gonna break it into a four and a two, and I have to stop because the cats are now up on Amber's chair, and Amber is at the window because she is out in the patio looking in at the cats right now. This is hilarious. <laughs> This is hilarious. I have taken pictures. I will post them on my Twitter after we're done recording. There we go. Anyway, anyway. Oh, man. <clears throat> this was also the first story to contain no interior, i.e. studio, scenes at all. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that seemed weird. We were outside the entire time. Absolutely were. We even had Ep- Epcot, and we didn't go inside it, technically. No. No, we didn't. We, we, we just saw, we just saw uh, it open. Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Um, Glenn Jones, who played the astronaut Kranz, he hmm. actually wrote the first Doctor story, The Space Museum. Oh, wow. Making him one of five individuals to have both written for and acted in Doctor Who. Can you name them, audience? 
I, I don't know. I can't hear the audience, but the others being Victor Pemberton, Derek Sherwin, Mark Gatiss, and Toby Whithouse. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Save that for your trivia nights, folks. The Whithouse one was, I like that they didn't tell you. Yes. Yeah. And he, he faced off with Mark Gatiss, didn't he? Totally. He did, I think. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and lastly, at this time, uh, uh, this is one of only 11 televised stories in the history of Doctor Who not to feature the TARDIS at all. Yeah, and I can't remember why that is. Do you remember? Yes, because in season 12, the story before this, if I'm not mistaken, is the Ark in Space. Yes. Um, and they are on a space station called Nerva. Mm-hmm. Um, not Nerve from Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, but Nerva. And um, they get transmitted off the station at the end of the episode. Like Sontaran Experiment literally picks up moments after. Oh, that okay. Story ends. Um, so, really, when you come down to recommending this story, it's probably recommended best if you watch it with the story before. Yes, because it can otherwise be a little confusing. Now, trivia time: the other stories that don't feature the TARDIS at all are Mission to the Unknown, Doctor Who and the Silurians, The Mind of Evil, one of our favorites, the Daemons, yeah, the Sea Devils, Genesis of the Daleks, which I believe comes right after this one. Yes. Midnight, The Lie of the Land, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, and Ascension of the Cybermen. There you go. Wait, so wait, um, 13 was only missing a TARDIS for one episode? Uh, Yes, because she got it back at the end of Ghost Monument, which is episode two. Episode two, okay. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, very interesting. So, Uh, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. I do indeed. Despite years of watching TARDIS teams separate only to have them either get captured, tortured, or find out information that would benefit the others, the Doctor, Sarah, Jane, and Harry quickly separate while in London 10,000 years from now only to run into some stranded space dudes and Field Marshal Steyer who's in the middle of experimenting on the space dudes. Can they bake this potato and transmat off-world before the rest of the Sontarans rock up? They've only got two episodes to find out. Indeed, they only had two episodes to find out, and boy, did they find out, I think. Uh, (laughs) Taylor, I'm not sure if I thoroughly enjoyed this. That's, I think, understandable. I think it had some fun bits in it, but I think, Mm -hmm. like you said at the top, it kind of has to be watched with the serial before this to because i went wait what because i mean it's been a while since we watched that yeah yeah this this is very true and i i honestly i don't even know that we've done arc in space have we we i i thought we had oh boy have, have we not back and look i'd have to go back and look um yeah i this really like there's a reason why i think season 12 was one of the box sets that they did because I think the whole story, the whole season mm-hmm. kind of operates as like one really large story in a lot of ways, or at least a good chunk of the season does. Um, and this is part of it. Sontaran experiment. I think if you just come to it cold and not really even necessarily knowing what came before you're like, where's the TARDIS? Why are they just transmitting down <laughs> in this like field of balls? Um, and it's confusing. So I think, yes, I would highly recommend watching at least the story before this. And you know what? I don't think we have. Wow. I'm trying to find it. 
It's ARK, wow. right? Ark? No. Uh, I, yes. I'm looking at these stills. This does not look familiar. No, the only thing that we've done with Ark in it is Ark of Infinity. That's what I'm thinking. And that's of. ARC. No, no. We have not done this. Okay. Well, folks. We might have to shortlist it. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I. There was some there was some fun stuff in here. I mean, <laughs> I like you said they shot outside completely and I think they picked a really great at least one of the locations. Yeah. I have it down in my basically where the spheres were, the teleport where they teleported in and out of. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a huge empty field that just looked great and the last shot of all three of them standing uh in the middle waiting to yes. be teleported is just great. It's just a, the scenery in this was, was awesome. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Centaurans always great. I love that they have like, like I, that's the one thing I love the, about classic monsters is they keep their core elements, even if they change their look a little bit. Yes. Like I was like, yep, this is very much a Centauran. Oh yeah. I mean, no, no mistaking it at all. And in fact, I, I will say this because, because obviously I, I reviewed this with the guys over at Gallifrey public radio. Yes. Um, and, uh, something that I noticed this time that I didn't notice that time mm-hmm. was the reference to time warrior. Oh, because when Sarah Jane Smith runs into, uh, Steyer, she calls him links. And she thinks it's him. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. She was there with the third doctor in the Time Warrior. Yes. And was familiarized with the Santarans then. And like it didn't even click with me at first. And then I seeing it this time, since we've watched the Time Warrior, I was like, oh, oh, of course Sarah Jane would think that. <laughs> that yes. makes total sense. Yes. So I thought that was that just was a cool observation this time by watching it. And I, I will say, has Kevin Lin, have, has we seen Kevin Lindsay before as a Centauran? I I feel as though we have. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look, I just want to look it up here. Yeah, just no, to make sure uh, he fantastic. He, um, yeah, yes, yeah. Well, he played he played Links too. He did play Links. Okay, that, yeah. that's what I thought. I I didn't want to say it and be wrong but I really had the feeling that he did. So oh, she, she was right. It is Lynx. He played he played both characters in the Suntaran experiment, both Suntarans. Yes, this is correct. That's great. And he also this played Cho in Planet of the Spiders. Okay. We have not done Planet of the Spiders yet. That is... Um, that is John Pertwee's last story. We haven't done Planet... I thought we did everyone's regenerations. Or we did everyone's first episodes. Yes. Oh boy, and spiders. No, thank you. Yeah, no. Trust me, you you would recognize if we've done this episode. Yeah. I mean, we'll, these are not these are not small spiders. We'll, we'll. I mean, we'll eventually have to get to it. But yeah, Kevin Lindsay. My goodness, he was great. Yeah. And also another thing about this two parter that I noticed is I was getting like weird like land of the lost style vibes Were oh you... i can I, I i can see that i wasn't getting those vibes but i can see those vibes and not like in con you know in the content that we were seeing everything but there's this one scene when we first see like the centaurn 
death robot. Mm-hmm. And it's quite clearly like they've done the thing where they're trying to make it look much bigger than it is. Yes. Kind of like they do with the dinosaurs on Land of the Lost. <laughs> yes. And all this forced perspective. Yes. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool because they did a really good job of it. And I mean, also, our Suntaran looked great. Yeah. Like for the time, I thought Steyr looked great. I thought the way his mouth moved looked. Just everything about him looked great. I thought, you know, sometimes I think in the the first Centaur, and we were like, "Oh boy, I don't know about this." Yeah, I don't think they were. I think uh, I think then they, they didn't really have the the mouth uh, no. stuff hooked up very well. The, that prosthetic, you no. know, he 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 would talk, and the mouth would barely kind of like bounce around a little bit. I think they used that for the other Centaurin, the one he was reporting yeah. to. Yeah, re- yes. Also, yes. did you notice he was doing the tongue thing with one of them and not with the other one? Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, that's just such a weird, like little, Oh my God. It little really strange is. thing that he only did for one of them. And the other one didn't do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sounds that he makes is Steyer, like, like stepping out of, of his little Epcot oh, center. Yes. Yes. This little, like, uh, kind of sounds so it's just like, this is, where does it occur to you to be like, I should be making a strange sound right now. And I'm going to do this one. I don't know, but he, uh, he's just, he's, he's going for it. He is. I will say a lot of other things that I thought were just crazy is when Harry falls down like oh my gosh he he this man like he goes hey look at this whoa and falls he falls like very far and then he falls even further like another drop happens after he tumbles and he should quite literally be dead (laughs) but he's fine complete he's like oh i guess i'm fine and then poor space dude he that okay that death was also really weird when the death robot was chasing him and i was like oh he's gonna get away like he was gonna slowly climb down yeah and then he was just like nope time to jump and fall time to fling myself off a cliff yeah and he was yeah it's kind of funny in that scene where he's running away from our space bot um i i had never noticed that like in the process of running he literally just like throws he threw his gun what was that about never noticed that before what was that? He didn't want to accidentally land on it and hurt himself. That's so crazy. He could have just shot this. I'm sure they've tried to shoot the robots before, but it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, he just <laughs> chucked that thing. He also, did. I tried to get a picture of those rifles. They did not look the greatest. No, they, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. There, there's something about this story. I don't know if it was just the... Maybe they didn't have all the resources of being on a studio uh, shoot, you know, where like prop departments just down the hall or something. It's like, look, guys, this is all we brought, and if you break it, we're we're kind of screwed. So I mean, try I not guess. to break it. Um, and this is all we brought, so we're gonna have to improvise. And maybe they didn't didn't bring their best stuff because, yeah, everything looks a little looks a little off. Yeah, a little wonky. Centaurin gun looked off. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I mean, his Epcot Center, which w- the Epcot Center is his ship, everyone. That's yes. Just get that out of the way, I guess. And, I mean, his, <laughs> you know, we didn't even see the inside of his ship, so I assume they were just like, forget it. We're not going to show that or yeah. even attempt to do that. And then they had his little, like, 
it looked like a, his little telephone submarine looking device. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they didn't, I guess they were like, well, we don't have to build any sets. Let's not build anything. I just, I thought it was hilarious that his little like yellow, you know, video phone booth thing was outside the ship. Yeah. That seemed weird. I wonder like, would, what would, that's about. <laughs> It's because they didn't want to build the interior set for Epcot Center. Oh, that's absolutely that is one. Oh, but we've got to have him. We've got to have him call his boss. Um, okay, well here we'll we'll fab up this little yellow thing real quick. Yeah, look at we and have this from outside. we have this from from Pertwee's era. Let's just spray paint it yellow or something. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder if they were just like we need to do the bare minimum for this. There are times where it feels like that, but at the same time, we get, I think we get some great lines from Baker. Oh, we, yeah. We, we get Sarah Jane as the Gordon's Fisherman. Yes, dude. What was. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> she's selling fish and sticks. Selling fish sticks, and she's flailing around oh, because my I don't know, she landed on her back and she can't get up. And then. What is it? She and Harry get back to the doctor who's already messing. Oh, this is pretty funny. These spooky balls. And like she like pulls the beanie down over her eyes. And he just looks at her. And I think he just no sells it. He says something to her. I can't remember yeah, what it is. But... Totally. And she just. Oh, you're like, looking well. That's what he yes, says. You're yes, looking yes, well. That's right. That's right. Yes. And yeah. She's I, like, geez, forget hilarious. it. I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um. um yeah, we 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 get the doctor falling down cliffs too. Yes, I want. You know what? That's the one thing I would love to know. When did he uh, he fractured his collarbone? Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. Tardis Wiki did not say exactly when during filming it that, happened. You would think it would be from one of these falls. You would think. Yeah, you would think. I mean, that was really the only thing. That or if they filmed out of order, it could have been from the Suntaran fight. Mm, as, I suppose that's possible. Yeah, if they if they filmed that sequence first, yeah, somebody out there knows, and they're probably shout tweeting it at us right now. Yes, please shout tweet at us. We want to know. I want to know when Tom Baker hurt himself, or you know, someone hurt him on accident. Right. Either one is fine, but yeah, Tom, I mean, Tom Baker. What can you? Say? What more can you say? Just killing it again. Yeah, uh, I did love during the fight. Now that I know, you know, we had a uh, a lot of filming around him to do when he's just like grinning, like they just used that one shot of him being like, Ha-ha. "Yes," and he, he's kind of kind of crouched in this like ready to ready to go stance. He's kind of just like, yeah, that moving back and forth, and he's got that grin. And yeah, they they reuse that shot two or three times. I was like, "What is happening?" But that fight was um, that fight, <laughs> that was, fight inter- was great. I liked it, but there was some stuff where it was like this Suntaran who's supposed to be like a trained warrior is already winded. What's happening? Yes, apparent. Apparently, that was weird to me. Suntarans need to consume pure energy at some point, um, which may not be just the Information Society song. Yes. Um, and if it is awesome, I'm totally down with that because I love that song. That would be great. Um, but yeah, and if you don't go back into your Epcot Center to sing "It's a Small World" and get energized, 
you get winded. Re- I don't know. Maybe you deflate a, basically. You, you literally deflate. I mean, this is like Tom Brady deflation levels. Hey, nailed hey, it. Thank you. Oh, and yeah. I don't even really was, like football. That was yeah. good. I deflate. I he's 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 brown like a like a football. Yep. That's the connection I made. There you go. Perfect. He, he, man, but boy, did he. <laughs> That he was gnarly, real. dude. That was like, <laughs> it was like, I, I mean, that's the most caps I had in my notes. It's like fight scene, oh, flying leap, oh, doctor flipped, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'll kill you all, but first I need a nap. <laughs> but and first, like, oh my god, but first it's nap time. Deflated. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> deflation scene was crazy. I went, oh, his head's deflating, and then I went, oh, his entire body is just yeah. deflating, and I it's did. Weird. And then the Epcot center explodes i do love the line where where uh sarah jane says doctor what did you do and he goes i didn't do it <laughs> harry did it, it oh, wasn't yeah. me oh yeah he blames harry and he's like what <laughs> harry you just killed a man what <laughs> yeah, is wrong right. with what is wrong with you <laughs> i would god i i'd love to if i if he had just played it that straight yeah if he like played it seriously like, you, like, you disgust me do you were no worse. Harry, you idiot. You were just as bad as he is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then he just turns on a dime, and he's just all grins. And he's like, all right, come on, let, guys, let's go. Let's jaunt out of here. Let's get out of here. We just <laughs> destroyed just like, this, Wait, man. what? Oh, and I did love the doctor calling headquarters and be like, hey, you don't have his reports. Probably don't come here. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, I'll get you, Doctor, next time. And then a cat next goes, time, Doctor. Yes, next time. That's exactly what I had in my notes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Claus is on tar. Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Child- childhood memories. Right? Childhood memories. Did you know Manteca Water Slides closed like 10 years ago? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, somebody just mentioned that on my Twitter feed, and I said, didn't really? that close like 10 years ago? And they said, yeah, but it, I just found out, and I'm sad. And I was like, look, I get it. That place was great. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, it's funny. At the very beginning of episode two, where where Steyer has captured uh, Sarah Jane, and he goes, the female of the species. And I went, <laughs> yes. wait a second. Wait, wait. Hang on. That's a song, isn't it? That's a, yeah, it's gotta be. It is. It's totally an old nineties tune by a band. No, no, not surprisingly called space. Oh, wow. So I had, I had to go look it up real quick and listen to it in the middle of the episode. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Interesting. And I, I just had to look, I'm like, mm, any, any Sarah Jane references in the song, any Santarans in the song? Nope. Oh, well. Nope. Can't win yeah. them all. Um, I, I, we have to, we have to, and I don't want to forget this. I feel like we're kind of all over the place tonight. Um, I think I think we're a week out of practice on doing this. Yeah. Um, we have to applaud Ian Martyr's miming abilities. Oh, I I have that in my notes. He just became. Yes. He was just like, well, I can mime, I guess. Yep. That whole scene is wild. When Sarah Jane's been captured and she has like, oh, yeah. she has the third eye on her. She's got like her whole crazy LSD fever dream going on. Yes, and she and it's uh it comes from this thing that's on her forehead that has like a gear in the middle of it. And yeah, it, it's supposed to look. I assume it's supposed to be some sort of eye, which is what it kind of looks like. But it has a gear in the middle of it. It's pretty interesting looking. I thought it was a bandage at first, like he had like a rocket hit her in the face or something. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, she has football hitting Marsha Brady. Yeah, she has this crazy like LSD acid trip. Totally, like there's a snake on her arm, and the quality of the puppet snake. Yeah, puppet wow. snake. Wow, good stuff there. And then like, like oatmeal mud. tries to eat her. Yeah, which, like the I call it the creeping mud, but I like oatmeal better. I was like, what is happening? Like. <laughs> I didn't get it. Like, I was very confused. I went, when did this planet become just insane all of a sudden? <laughs> and, you know, it was all in her mind. Yep. It was. Oh, we um, need to talk about that bar. Like, the experiments. The I mean, we, we do have, you know, the Suntaran doing experiments. And one That's of his exactly. experiments is to see how much weight a human um, can take on their their their. Did he say breastplate or chest cavity? Uh, I can't remember what he said. Yeah. One in the it, same. It something. Yeah. And he has, he has this bar and he makes two of our space dudes hold it. And he's like, right now it weighs 30 earth pounds or 40 earth pounds. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's not so bad. And then I love that he increases it to, I think, 60. And they act like they've never carried anything in their entire life. Uh, no, I think I think you ramped it up more than that. Oh, I mean, maybe you went to a hundred. Yeah, I think you went to a hundred, and then he went to three hundred. And I think, all right. I mean, I guess from if we can just look at their surroundings, we can figure out these guys probably aren't very. You know, they they're not eating great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have who knows how long they've been here. They haven't built a base. It doesn't look like they're eating much or sleeping much. So right. technically, I guess I get it, but like, come on, if two grown men can't hold 150 pounds or 300 pounds together, I mean, they should have just dropped it and crushed their friend. Yeah. God, yeah, right? Like They'd they, already, like, you know, traitored them as it was. Yes. I, I think if if it had been immediately like, all right, it's at 100 pounds. Now it's at 600 pounds. If it was 600, I'd be like, okay, this is more believable. But like, yeah. two grown men can't hold up, a, at least try to hold up a hundred. That's 150 pounds each, people. Come on. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I'm I'm not the strongest man in the world. I'm, I'm also not the weakest man in the world. And I'm going to focus on that for a second. But me and one other person just picking up a VW engine, I'm definitely on the weaker side. Is a VW engine three hundred pounds? It's no, it's a couple hundred pounds though. Okay, and um, I'm also I'm like I'm not saying like look I could do that easily. There would be some struggle, but these guys went from like holding it to like well the, this is the end for you. Sorry, man. Yeah, right. And it it wasn't like that. I don't know the weight discrepancy wasn't. It should have been more vast, and then I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> right, raise the stakes a little faster. Yes, but I mean, three hundred pounds would for sure crush that dude's sternum. Oh yeah, um, without a doubt. But yeah, they could have. They could have. I mean, just lift with your legs. Come on. Yeah, you know, definitely <laughs> not with your back. Good lord, no. please don't do that. Please yeah. don't do that. Um, and obviously, one of the other experiments that Steyer does is to see how long a uh, a human can last underwater. And uh, he notes, obviously, not very long. <laughs> not long. Yes, yes. Humans drown very easily. Good observation. Take seven. Um, it's just <laughs> drowning people. Yep. So, yeah, this Suntaran experiment was basically just, let's murder a bunch of humans and see if we can take 
take their planet easily. Yeah. And they could, but he was no match for the doctor's fighting skills. And, and apparently the Suntarans own bureaucracy. Yes. Because I guess that's something that clones are very focused on. Not only are they warlike, but they've got to make sure all their paperwork is order signed <laughs> and triplicate with carbon copies. Apparently so. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? I didn't. I sure just didn't either. All right. We got anything else before we wrap it on up here? Oh, other than the cats starting to knock stuff off of Amber's desk? Not so much. Oh, man, the cats are getting restless. <laughs> they are indeed. It's time for bed, cats. I know. Thankfully, they do pretty well during the night so far. Oh, good. good. Knock on part of the board. There you go. All right. I'm hitting the newly placed button. Taylor, you get the week off. All right. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the double scale. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I mean, it's only been a week, but... Well, it's it's been two weeks. Oh, it's been two weeks. Oh, jeez. It's only been an episode. It has been a single episode, but yeah. it's back. All right. What do, what do we got to work with here? We have an exploding Epcot... We've got that fight scene. We have the fight scene with the doctor jump, like jumping over. I'd say that was a pretty big leap to tackle yeah. the Suntar in there. He also gets like karate flipped. He get he does get karate flipped, which was very interesting. What else do we have? We have uh, the um, implosion of the Suntaran. Yes, hmm. that's. I mean, that definitely counts for something. We also get. Harry falling down a cliff, the doctor falling down a cliff, Tom Baker literally injuring himself yes. during filming, and the one random space dude who chucks his gun and Dick goes for a flight. <laughs> Takes a long walk off a short cliff. Man. Alright, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with this uh I'm gonna go seven and three quarters. Three quarters, okay. And if if it the, it would have been an eight if random space dude had thrown his gun at the robot well that's fair if he had done that it would have been an eight for sure but we'll go seven seven point seven five that that's that's fair i think i think i'm solidly in about that seven and a half territory um like like i mean i've watched this not too terribly long ago Mm -hmm. and i had completely forgot about uh steyer just deflating oh um and and frankly i loved the fight scene, even even if it was, yeah, Baker's double doing most of the action. Oh, no, it was like, fun. Look, you know, you guys got a legit injury. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to harsh them any points for that. Um, I, I will say, what was, the, was there was another thing that happened uh, when the doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to break the little force field, and that little thing like explodes into fire. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. But yeah, seven, that, seven, and seven point seven five, and seven and a half. That's, you know, that's pretty. Good. You gotta admit, you gotta admit, that's pretty good. It is pretty good. Two-parter. Oh yeah, absolutely. They knew what they. Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, I th- I think in some ways it's one of those times where you, you've got a story and there's only so much you can do with it, so you got to punch it up where you can, and they definitely did. Absolutely. All right. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coast scale. 
I almost hit more power, and it just would have been very, yeah. <laughs> very awkward for everyone. All right, Taylor, what do what are we thinking on the scare factor here? Um, it's not scary at all. Yeah, like it's it's not even 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 Steyer deflating. Like yeah. it's not terrifying. It's it's he already looks like like he's kind of in floppy monster territory just from the <laughs> mask, and 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 now <laughs> you get it just kind of deflating. You, the, the instinct is to laugh at it. Honestly. Yes. Yes. Um, just now, maybe when it first aired, maybe in 75, it was far more scary than it is, you know, some 40, 45 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming at it from t- with 2020 eyes, um, it, it's no, it's, it's, it's actually really kind of entertaining and funny to watch. I, I don't find any aspect of this story scary. Um, and, and I think, you know, something maybe we should do more frequently is, do you recommend this episode? Ah, uh, um, yes. And we, we like we said at the beginning, it. yeah, well, I think we should make it more, I think we should make it more regular. All right, I'm down. We should make it more regular. Um, but uh, I would only recommend this with the caveat of watching at least the story before to put the context on it. Yeah, I, I mean, 100%, mainly because I also was like, huh, what's, go- what's going on yeah. here? Um, but yeah, I think, I think I follow, I follow suit on that for sure. All right. So Taylor. Yes. What are we watching next time? All right. Next time we are watching the, uh, second doctor story, the animated, the new, pretty much to almost everyone. Um, unless you've already gotten the DVD from England, Fury from the Deep, which is airing. The evenings of October 7th and 8th this week on BBC America. Yes, I am excited. Yes, me too. Oh my goodness. We got a lot of sneak previews from Gallifrey this year of this, and mm-hmm. it looks amazing. I'm very excited. Um, I'm excited for everything they're going to be doing with animation going forward. Honestly, they should just focus on that now. And not mm-hmm. and people, you know, just have them working on animation from their home. We don't need any of our Hoovian family filming and you know getting sick. We don't need that. But no, also, we don't. Please give me new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, F- Fury from the Deep. I am. I am very pumped for this. And yeah, I mean, come on, animate animated Troughton can't go wrong. No. Definitely. And, and with all, you know, with all the missing stories, yes. Would I hope that they, they find the originals all someday? Yes, of course I do. But in the meantime, yeah, let's animate them all. Let's, let's be able to have a full set, even if some of it is cartoons. That's okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. They do a good job. We got everything we need. Let's Definitely. go. Let's do it. Okay, before we do our plugs, Taylor, I know we or you just released the latest episode of If uh, Memory Serves, and I know we talked yes. about it last time, but might as well plug it again. Yeah, well, definitely, especially since we are doing uh, um, every other week again, so obviously you won't hear from us again until the 19th mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about Fury from the Deep. Uh, yes, uh, Seb and I just recently released um our robotech memories yes and we talked about that and i forgot what it was and then i remembered (laughs) yes and i I dug around and i found the uh the original robotech graphic novel that i still own oh wow 
Very yeah, cool. we, we mentioned that and actually a Robotech uh, role-playing guide that we remember having. And I thought for a second that maybe I still had that somewhere, but I do not. However, somebody has been awesome enough to scan the entire thing into a PDF. Oh, nice. So I now have a copy of it again. Wonderful. All right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BlueBoxUFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well, and also check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com if you want to buy any of our merchandise it's over there patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g is where you can support us monetarily but more importantly if you have a local shop of any kind that you would like to support make sure you're supporting them any way you can whether it be buying from them or just retweeting them anything you can do just getting their name out there so they can you know continue being your local shop that you love and i think that is it for us this week so join us again for episode 209 in two weeks fury from the deep and we'll talk to you guys then see ya look at this look at this board back in action loving it it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing